I could talk about God, but he has no place where we are going. I could talk about honor, but you are here. You know enough about honor. I know you all as men, but today, today we are beasts. You fight for God, for honor, for country, for family, for yourselves. I do not care so long as you fight! <laughs> Interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Thanks for listening. Oh, it's so loud, I cracked the microphone. Let's start it again. Hello, wow. this is uh, Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 243. And we're all going to talk in our Scottish accents tonight. Yeah, this is my Scottish accent. Because we are celebrating St. Paddy's Day in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day in the wrong island. Um, it's funny. I, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that when I picked this movie that it was gonna <laughs> we were gonna record on St. Patrick's Day, and it was just one of those. Hmm. Are we gonna piss somebody off that we're filming? A, we're, we're talking about a movie about Scotland, uh, the Scottish uh, independence, and we're not doing an Irish movie. Aye. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we should have done that. Maybe we'll do one. I don't know. Is there a Scottish holiday that we're that I'm not aware of that we can do an Irish movie on? Sure, it's every day we we just drink a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is episode... It's the Happy Monday. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to throw back a few brewskis. Yeah, this is episode 243. <laughs> and tonight we're going to talk about The Outlaw King. Is it The Outlaw King or just Outlaw King? Outlaw King. Outlaw um, King. Outlaw King, a Netflix original film. Um, Starring... So, well, I am Sean Allred, and joining oh, me yeah. tonight is Andrew. No one puts baby in a cage and then hangs her off the side of the castle. Jimison. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? That's great. <laughs> you got to put her on display somehow. Uh, I guess. If you have a pretty girl, you want to hang her out for all to see for some reason. Uh, and Sam will make spears twice as long as a man. <laughs> That's what she well, some said. Men are, are, oh crap! I forget the, uh, <laughs> the last part of it. Oh, Vector, you lost. I I oh. I, I, primed, I I preemptive Sam. I gave him a hint that his his uh, his middle name was gonna have a a movie quote oh, in it, it. But he's crap. Some men are more endowed than others. No. No. Some men How's are long. Gonna... Some men are longer than others. Ah, your mother's uh, been talking about me again. That's yeah. right. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in. So. 
Outlaw King, 2018, starring Chris Pine and a bunch and of his penis and a bunch of other actual Scottish dudes, um, in a uh, in a movie about uh, the, uh, the 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 battles for uh, Scottish independence. And this is after uh, Braveheart. Well, right. So do we do you want to go ahead and go there, or do we want to have Andrew do the read first, and then we'll go there? I, I do not know. Let's have Andrew do the read uh, in his best uh, Scottish accent. Uh, All right, we, here we go. Here we go. Shut up. Right. Talking now. Sorry. <laughs> a true David versus Goliath story of how the 14th century Scottish outlaw king Robert the Bruce, that's my boy, used cunning and bravery to defeat the much larger and better equipped occupying English army bastards. So... If anything we've learned from this movie is that England is really bad at fighting wars, not like elsewhere. Like they're really bad at having a place and then keeping it. India, Hong Kong. Well, uh, <laughs> now give them their due. They had it for a very long time. Well, yeah. They only had America for about 100 years before we said, hey, this is ours. So yeah. every 4th of July, I tip a, a, I say, happy, thanks for the land, England. And um, anyway, so. So this movie, as I'm watching this movie, um, and I watched this one with my wife, mainly because she has a huge crush on Chris Pine. And his uh, giant forehead. And it, and it really <laughs> kind of freaked her out every time. I was like, oh, hey, there's, there's some Chris Pine butt. And she's like, you don't have to keep pointing it out. <laughs> and then, and then, he was uh-huh. na- then you get a little bit of Chris Pine frontal nudity. I'm like, hey, look, there's Chris Pine's <laughs> penis. And she's like, she's like, I didn't point it out when you saw that girl's boobs. And I said, well, no, but I... Those were hard to miss. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, oh, you'd be horrible to see her. Oh, no, no. I, I would definitely. Hey, hey, look, you can see his, his niblets. You can see his ween. Um, no. Uh, no. So we're watching the movie, right? And she's asking me questions like, well, Wait, Braveheart, uh, Willem Wallace went into hiding. When did he go into hiding? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think he ever went into hiding in the movie. And oh, when, so, so then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to do some research. I'm actually going to read up oh, wow. some stuff and, and, and take a few moments so that I can be fairly educated <laughs> about the subject, which I Look do. Look at us being like a real podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's crazy, crazy talk. Well, and, and I've said this before on many occasions that the majority of the time, the reason why I do any kind of research on the show is so that if Sam has an argument, I actually have information to come back on. It, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No, I matter. know. I mean, you're still going to argue, but at least I know I'm, I'm coming from a place of fact. <laughs> and therefore, I know that I'm right, even though you refuse to admit it. Um, but Braveheart as a movie is about 35% accurate. Really? <laughs> it's very inaccurate. It's not, it's just, there's so much that's very wrong with it. Um, For as long as that movie is, that's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that in high school history, and my history teacher said, now, this is purely fictional, except for, you know, maybe Some a the, third, if that. Yeah, names, uh, places of battles, things like that, but, yeah. Um because was it Robert the Bruce was actually the the H uh, HM on campus the the head guy here? Yeah, so in this this in this world in this in this actual 
historical telling, Robert the Bruce was the heavy. He's like, okay, you know him. Him killing that dude happened. He goes to the church. The chirp. You stab him in the ear. Uh, did I say that? No. Or he, no? No. He stabbed him up through the fish. Oh, did he really? He stabbed him in the face. I thought he just stabbed him in the in the belly. No, oh, it was no. in the chin. He did it so he couldn't yell. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, you're right. Anyway, he uh, yeah he gets um, dead. So he goes to the church, right? And the church is like, "Hey, we'll uh, we'll back you if you back us." Okay, that's politics for you. And so mm. so that all's real, right? So in and so for whatever reason in in the in the in the Mel Gibson version, the dad's a leper, which isn't a thing. Um, and that he betrayed William Wallace, which is also not a thing. Like they make it really seem like he he did that, and they didn't. And he turned his back on him. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't. So that's not a thing. Um, uh, the the in the William in the movie William Wallace says he's dying, being you know his entrails are being becoming extrails. Um, the king is up in that castle dying. And his last breath, he hears William Wallace scream, freedom. No, he died many years later. Um, kind of like in this movie where he dies on campaign. Um, though, the other part is that in the William Wallace, or the, I keep saying William Wallace, in the Mel Gibson version, the son is very homosexual. Yes. Um, and whereas this one, he's just a petulant asshole. But the funny thing is both movies only show one son. He had four sons. They just show the one for some reason. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, But this movie is significantly, from what I've read, is is significantly closer to the real telling of of the history. Wouldn't that kind of piss off a nation, though, to, like, tell a historical story completely wrong? Are you pissed off at, at Roland Emmerich for getting the Patriot completely wrong? I didn't take yeah. that as historically accurate. <laughs> well, then you can't take Braveheart as historically accurate. I mean, the fact that you didn't doesn't mean that other people did. I mean, I did. Because I thought, because yeah. I was at that age where I was like, it's a movie, therefore it's real. If it's based on history, it should be historically accurate. Yeah. And then I watched The Patriot, I'm like, hmm. None of this seems real. And then I did research. Yeah, none of this is real. And they, yeah. they, they change a lot in that movie. But hey, why would we let the facts get in the way of a good story? So, um, I would never do that. Never. But, but there are, but that's, and that's kind of annoying because there's, because history is full of really great stories to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of my favorite kind of historical pieces was the um, Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, Mel Gibson. Yeah, and had, they still had to omit things because it was too crazy to tell. Because it was too, yeah, it was too unbelievable. The stuff that was believable. Are you shooing your cat away? What was that, Andrew? No. Oh, are you, are you, oh. you still there? Or not, Andrew? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I look down and I just see like you're doing some kind of acrobats. I didn't know if like you were shooing the cat away or what was happening. No, I'm just trying to reposition myself. Oh, here. okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. Sorry, a, a guy my size is kind of you know <laughs> acrobatics. Just, just, um. So okay. So anyway, so back to this movie. Um. Yes. So I, I just I did want to. You mentioned the Braveheart, and I don't want to keep comparing it to that movie. That was kind of hard not to. But how because, can you not to? Yeah. You know it. Yeah. 
Well, and that movie won an Oscar, right? Uh, didn't Mel Gibson win mm-hmm. Oscar for Best Director or something? Um, well, best, best Film, didn't best it? Best Film? I can't, I can't remember. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's an historically completely, not completely, but it's historically inaccurate. It's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Gladiator, I mean, only about 10% of Gladiator is real. But I still freaking love that movie. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so with that being said, we will probably, um, we probably will kind of compare throughout the night to the Braveheart to this movie, whether it be fair or not. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to kind of get out on the record early that this one was significantly more, um, historically accurate. The only things that they did change truly, um, is that the, the, the prince never rode into battle ever. Um, he he was just too scared to, um, and sounds about right. And at that Mm -hmm. fight that they show on, on camera, it's, uh, it looks like there's about a hundred dudes. It's more like 500. It's, it's more like, you know what I'm saying? It's like 500 versus the, the 5,000, uh, cavalry mm. or, or whatever the number was. I don't know, but the, the, the odds weren't as bad as they were portrayed in the movie, but they mm. still did the, the digging the trenches, doing the spikes, doing all that, that, that really clever stuff. Cause you have to fight clever. If yeah, you're, just like if the, you're the underdog, yeah, just like the Americans did, you know, we we had to fight a guerrilla warfare against the English because we couldn't. Yeah, beat them suck on. it, PETA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing they didn't actually have to kill a whole bunch of horses in this movie. Good lord, horses were were. Uh, <laughs> I, I kept mean, looking for that little symbol that said ASPCA. No animals were harmed. Yeah, the Humane Society usually is. Um, they usually have their tag at the end of the movie. Do you get to adopt them? The horses? Yeah, like at the end, do they put them up for adoption? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool, right? Like, the, I'd, I'd adopt the, a horse. These horses have had a strenuous last, you know, six months of their life. Who wants to let one? You know, who wants to adopt one? And yeah, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Not that I have time, land, or the money to adopt a horse, but Just bring it to work with you. Sure. Yeah. This is What's my... so special about this horse, Sean? Chris Pine's ass was on this horse. Right. It is a bare ass. Yeah, Sarah would like that. She might, actually. Um, Here's some butt sweat stains. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is obviously the first time any of us had seen this movie. Um, it just came out last year on the, on the Netflix, the Netflix original. Uh, but it's also directed by the same dude, David McKenzie. What did Hell or High Water? Ooh, so he's he um he does Hell or High Water, and then he does this movie. Um, <laughs> he's done a bunch of other stuff. I've just never heard of all this other stuff. Um, it's, it's such a, a different tone. That's but mm-hmm. Mr. Pine's in there again. So yeah. They must like to work with each other. Yeah, and uh, in fact, the, his brother from Hell or High Water, uh, Ben Foster, was supposed to be in this. He was the he would have been the crazy dude that yelled Douglas all the time. Yeah, but instead, he went <laughs> to uh, Quicksilver. Um, Aaron something something something. Uh, what's his? Where is his name? My mouse is being weird. 
It's, Rogers. It's Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's him. He was the guy that was in Kick Ass. Yeah. Uh, and he played oh, yeah. he played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Uh and we saw we've seen him in something else recently too. But um there's this movie's got a bunch of I honestly I think one of the cool uh little things that they did was um Crap, where is he? Is it Johnny? No. Knoxville. No. Is he in this too? No, Johnny Knoxville's not in this. Uh, we've seen him before. Crap, where is he? It's the guy that played his dad. Uh, yeah, his his dad was in the and was in Braveheart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um James Cosmo. Thank you. Yeah, James Cosmo. Which is a cool, cool name, by the way. He, uh, James Coswell, yeah, there it is. He's the one that gets to say the joke, right? He's the one that says the, ah, your mother's been talking about me again. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know he was Father Christmas in Chronicles of Narnia. That's cool. The Chronic? Uh, he's still doing stuff. I mean, obviously he just did this movie, I know, but I mean, he did, he's doing, he's still doing stuff. Cool, good for him. Anyway, um... So yeah, there was a couple other people that 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 were in in both, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I I really liked this movie. I guess I haven't said that. Really, yet. I really did. I really liked this movie. I had a really good time with it. Um, I actually didn't have to put on subtitles for the accents. Sometimes I do with British films. I know these are they're Scots, but um, I still I, I didn't have to. Same island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, no, I was, I was, I was good. I, I, I really liked this movie. And when I went back to watch, to pull clips, I found myself just watching the movie again. Um, mainly because I had time to tonight. Um, but I, I really liked it. Did you, what do you, what did you guys think, Andrew? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm a sucker for historical films and this one, you know, I didn't take it, you know, with each grain of salt, so to speak, that it gave, but um, but I did enjoy the whole thing. I thought it was done well. I thought that uh, the actors were good. The only thing that kind of bothered me a little was I feel like there was more to the story that 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 maybe this would have been better as a miniseries. Yes. Or uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I still enjoyed it, but I feel like. I wanted to get to know the characters a little bit better. Sure. Um, and I think because they were trying to put it into a movie, it was a little rushed maybe. Um, but still, I, I thought it was done well. The only thing that threw me off was there was one little girl in the movie who had no accent at all. She was clearly American. and Was it his daughter? I, I No. Uh, I don't remember who it was. It was some girl in maybe in one of the towns he was in. And I thought, okay, you just took me out of the film for this, you know, 10 seconds. Mm. Okay. Because even his accent is not, not terrible. No, I mean, for, for a a very uh, American dude. Mm Yeah, his was pretty good. Of course, one of the first roles we ever saw him on TV or movies, uh, he was playing a 
not quite. He was European. It was in that um, Princess Diaries movie. Um, yeah. So the second one, he had a European accent. He wasn't British, but it was it was essentially mm-hmm. a British accent. Um, what do you think, Sam? You seemed kind of com- you uh, surprised by my response. Yeah, I I didn't like this. Um, I uh, I don't know. I just thought I thought it was beautiful to look at. I will give them that. That everything looked authentic. It looked literally, you know, what I would expect in a. You know, as a, for a while, I thought it was a companion piece to Braveheart, right? That type of thing. Looked great. Um, I got very, uh, I hate to say it, I kind of got bored in places where it felt like it was an inchworm where it would be really fast and then slow, slow, slow. Really fast, slow, slow, slow. The pacing wasn't to my liking. Um, and I guess the, the, the worst part, and the one thing that really, uh, really got to me was the battle scenes were very disjointed and hard to follow. I didn't, you know, if I want to see, how can I say this? When I finished the movie, I thought to myself, wow, I've seen much better battle scenes. And I put on Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards, to compare. And it's so much better, so much better directed. Um, than, than this in terms of the battle scenes and following and knowing where people are and knowing what side everybody is. It, it's just, I didn't, I didn't enjoy what I usually really enjoy. And that is people cutting each other up. So, yeah, I just, I, I, I think I kept getting taken out of it in those scenes when it was supposed to be the fun, you know, quote unquote fun part of the movie to watch. And it kind of ruined the uh, experience for me. Hmm. Yeah, I actually disagree because I. So the, the there's only a handful of actual battle scenes, right? There's there there's only one big battle, and then most of the other fight scenes are pretty small, um, except for well, that's not true. There's one the the one where the British, the the English. Um, Capture them by surprise overnight because that was they they didn't put up night centuries you know you know they 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 did a piss poor job of just military tactics uh-huh. um, uh, and they got routed so you have that scene and then you have the the, the big scene the, the the final scene the the end but I mean go back and watch Braveheart that stuff is just as crazy too um, and the the thing that I mentioned to my wife was that it's it, it must be really hard to fight a battle back then because the once you got a little muddy, you're not quite sure who you're killing. Yeah, um, that's gonna, I was going to say that it in real battle back in those days, it would be really really hard to follow. Yeah, yep. I mean it would be hard to know who who's slinging at who. Yeah, so I I think that that was maybe done intentionally to kind of I mean a couple of times the camera panned out and you got to see these like kind of big wide shots of. Of of who was was whatever and and who you know where the people were and you can basically tell who the bad guys were. They actually had color to their uniforms, whereas the Scots didn't. But um, it I I didn't mind that stuff at all. I I thought they were really well battled. In fact, the the final scene I almost thought was too long. I I was like, oh my gosh, how long is how long are we going to go here? Because it it went on for a pretty long time. At least it felt like it went on for a really long time. 
Um, I, but I do. I mean, I agree with 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 Andrew in terms of I think this could have been a great miniseries, six, maybe eight episodes, to better follow the flow of what's going on, where they are in relation to where English. Yeah, you know, it just it seemed like it. You know, they were traveling by map, basically. You know, it's but, like and but they didn't was the problem. What's that? But they didn't, which is the problem. Um, like, mm-hmm. like I, I see your point, and I'm with you. But my 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 uh, my fix is they should have traveled by map. You know what I'm saying? Like they were one minute they're in London, England, the next they're in such and such Scotland, and it's like that would take days, if not a week, to travel. Oh yeah, it, like you're right. They don't. They didn't close. Um, they didn't give us a a, a a full breadth of distance. Yeah, and we you don't well. get to know the characters. You really don't, except for maybe a little bit of Chris Pine. Yeah, you don't care about anybody else, and I think that's why Braveheart was so successful is because you did get to know some of those crazy characters, and when they died or got hurt on the battlefield, you felt it. Well, again, here, yeah, it but Braveheart feel as, as impactful. It was the same, though, right? It's the same. You get four dudes that you care about. You get Braveheart. You get the crazy Irishman who talks to God. You get the the big friend, and then his dad. Mm-hmm. And there's no one else. Mm-hmm. You know, because once his wife dies and she dies early in the movie, you don't care about anyone else. And then the the king is the king, and he's evil, and you're good with that. So it's the same thing, right? You get, you get. Uh, Chris Pine's character, you um, you feel for the wife because she actually has dialogue and and does things in this. You have um, the crazy son, who again he's a one note dude. He's just insane, right? He's just mm-hmm. too much inbreeding. But that's what England has always had issues with. Sorry for our English listeners, but that's I'm not wrong. From back those days, there was a lot of that going on. Um, well, in the royal lines, anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what my yeah the royal lines. Yeah, it was a little the, the tree didn't fork very often, um, and then you had uh, crazy Douglas guy who who um, who's basically the Irish dude from Braveheart, uh, and then you had the redhead who was kind of his um, his right hand man. But I never felt any connection to these people. I know who they were, but I didn't care. Well, I, I mean. I, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, yeah. I, I thought they did just as fine a job in that as they did in Braveheart. Um, you know, I was a little saddened when the when his dad dies, and uh, I felt pain when the mom had to be separated from the daughter, even though it wasn't her daughter. But you know, that would have been tough. You know, this this nun comes in and basically takes the, her her daughter, basically and says you're going to come live with me, so or whatever. Um, but to your point about it being an eight-part miniseries, and it's really funny, both my wife and father-in-law thought this was a miniseries. Yeah. And I mentioned that it was a movie. They're like, no, it wasn't. And then when I showed them, it says, oh, it's a movie. And they said, oh, I thought it, because the advertisement on Netflix made it feel like a, a mm-hmm. miniseries. And the original length, the original um, length of the movie was four hours. Yeah, oh, see. Wow. I bet you. I bet you. There's a lot of stuff cut that would have added to those. Um, Could, yeah, I think you're right. To, um, to the to the, my problems with it, basically. And and maybe huh. maybe they could repackage. Wouldn't it be cool if they could repackage, even if they called a director's cut and and mm-hmm. chop it into four, one hour episodes? And I would watch it. 
I yeah, think yeah. I'd watch it again with the intent of maybe this would help. Maybe yeah. this would get me on board with it. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I, I could see it has potential. I do. But it just didn't it didn't catch me like norm these these types of period pieces would. Because usually I seek these things out and really go after them to watch. Sure. But but this time I was disappointed. Oh, well, you're wrong. Um <laughs> Says you. Uh, says jerk. me. Yeah. There. Uh, okay. Anyway, so I didn't take many notes because, again, this movie kind of follows into my rule. If the the fewer notes I take, the the more I liked it. Um, most of my notes were just on some of the really interesting things that happened during the time that I was just unaware of. And again, I'm um, I'm naively accepting that. Um, because the majority of this movie was historically accurate as far as physical events and stuff, I'm I'm taking on faith that the whole, like when you're getting married, you pray under a blanket. I'm not sure why you do that. I it just you didn't do that. No, <laughs> shut up, Sam. You didn't either. <laughs> Heathen. Yeah, whatever. You friggin' Lutheran. Um, <laughs> Closest thing we did to that was break the pew at your church. Uh, yes, you did. You ch- chubby chunkies and back I was, there, I all was, sitting in one spot. I was the light one at two hundred and twenty pounds. I was the light guy, the lightest one there. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was kind of fun. And then, then the friar comes up and it's like, "All right, time to go to bed." Like, who, who are you to say when I? Okay, it just, just seemed just. You the, do know back then they, they would check to make sure the marriage was consummated, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. There was a lot of just weird, weird stuff back then. And the church with the way it, the power that the church had, it just, that I, I couldn't, I mean, obviously if I lived then, then that would have just been it, right? You would have just lived it and, you know, either you that's were. That's how it is. And that's don't. just how it is and whatever. But good gracious, I couldn't stand it. But again, it I have. tells me, though, for the common folk, it wasn't as crazy. No, because they didn't care, right? They just and lived, common sense. Yeah, they yeah. just lived their lives. They they harvested their mud and did whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm all the history I know is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I assume that that's people just wander around <laughs> and harvest mud all day uh, and get called old woman from king. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote. I'm I, being oppressed. <laughs> being oppressed. <laughs> I uh, love that bit. Um, I wrote, wow, I didn't see that betrayal coming. But I'm trying to remember from... Curse you and your sudden your but sudden inevitable but betrayal. inevitable betrayal. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember what that was from, the betrayal. I guess, oh, I know it was when he met him at the church. That's right, he met the dude at the church, and he was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go turn you in and get the crown. And, and then he got stabby-stabbed. He got stabby-stabbed. You didn't see that coming? I actually didn't for some reason. I don't know really? why. I figured that that dude was going to have to get out get out of the way at some point, but I figured it was going to be in battle, not Chris Pine stabbing him in the at face a church. In, in, a, in a church by the altar. I mean, the only time... Now, listen. You're, you're in church. The only time you can stab somebody is for the sacrifice. And in fairness, didn't he stab him with his own knife? Didn't he reach mm-hmm. and yeah, grab his... Yeah, he took it from his belt. Yeah, yeah, so at least Chris Pine was honorable and came unarmed. Yeah. Um, 
I did write, wow, the sun is kind of crazy. Um, what did we right. learn? Don't trust the English. Well, yeah. You never can in those days. Uh, his little army keeps getting smaller. Uh, and then the last thing I wrote was, I like the wife. She's clever. <laughs> Again, I've, I've talked about many times about how I like women in movies that are clever and not just damsels in distress. When she's about to, when they're forcing her to sign the thing saying that to, to make the marriage annulled and that she is not going to be a queen anymore. She's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, you want me to do this because you can't find him. And you're trying to get me to... She's like, you know, she was clever. I like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she had to pay for it, but it made her clever. And I, I, I appreciated that about... Yeah, but that's like a big rope swing. You know? <laughs> you could be in that thing and just, like, start teetering. And I oh. bet you could get some good swings in that. I see what you mean by the rope <laughs> swing. I thought, I don't know where I... I just started thinking of Taylor Lautner in that... <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I got a strong neck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that that cage. I and forgot about that part. And here's here's another funny thing. My part. My my wife says, um, "Didn't they find Val Kilmer in one of those things in Willow?" I'm like, yes. How cool is that? My wife knows that. Nice. Um, which she found on Amazon. Like for whatever reason, that movie has not hit Blu-ray. <laughs> It finally hit Blu-ray, and so really, I, yeah, I, I might be. They kidding. were. Is there like a rights release they had to do? I, I think honestly, because it was a Lucas George Lucas production. Like George Lucas oh, produced he's so it. So freaking tight. Yeah, he produced it, but it, I think Ron Howard directed. Uh, I, don't, I might be telling you wrong, and I'm sure we're gonna. I'll get a tweet about it. Was this back when he was on uh, Andy Griffiths? Uh, no, he wasn't making movies when he was nine. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, it's not this movie was in 1988 so it's not uh yeah ron howard directed george lucas wrote it um and i don't know who I th- and what happened to lucas really he used to have some pretty cool stuff he did and you know who else yeah george lucas was an executive producer you know who else used to do a lot of cool stuff spielberg remember when yeah. he would like <laughs> produce things like the animaniacs and Yep. Like, why did he stop making cool cartoons? They weren't making him any money. I guess. I just I I liked all his stuff, all this stuff back in the old days when he would when he would produce all kinds of weird stuff. It made me Maybe happy. he still is. We just don't see it. Maybe. Uh, let's see. I mean, you look back at all the stuff he used to produce. Um, uh, obviously, he did that. Uh, I didn't know he direct, he executive produced Deep, Impo- Deep Impact. Uh, he executive produced Men in Black, Twister, yep. Sequest, 2032. Wow. Uh, Casper the Movie. Um, obviously, he did that. We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, Tiny Toons, Fievel's American Tale. Um, Fievel. Yeah, the Fievel Goes West. Gremlins. Somewhere out there. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The Land Before Time. Um, Inner Space. And all 300 of its sequels. Oh, my gosh. I, I swear, I think it was a joke I saw on Facebook one time, but someone put, like, Land Before Time. Um, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. But it was basically making fun of the church. Like Land Before Time, uh, 
it, it like God proves that this isn't right. It's something like it was basically. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is now. I, I'm making fun of the church. I don't mean to. But anyway, um, my wife also did note that she she looked at me and she goes, "What's the age difference between the Robert the Bruce and his wife?" And so, not knowing Robert the, the Bruce, characters? yeah, the characters, right? Because she's supposed to be young, right? Yeah, um, ish, yeah. Young-ish, well, uh, young enough, right? And he's, well, Chris Pine is 38, and she's 23. So that's, that's the actual age difference. Um, not, not that off, but enough. Still getting, is it because we're getting older that that stuff is getting creepier? I don't know. Again, I'm still a little weirded out by Javier Bardem making out with Jennifer Lawrence. That part still yeah. kind of weirds me out. Yeah, that that is quite a... Because he's like 50 and she's like 29 or something. I mean... Uh, but Florence Pugh was the girl's name. Pew, pew! Pew, pew, pew! Um, I don't know her and anything else that she's done. So, anyway. She's in something called The Little Drummer Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, um, I thought she was fine. I thought, uh, I, honestly, I didn't really notice any bad acting. I mean, well, that's what I was about to say. I did, I did, I, I have to say the acting was very good. The acting was even good. Chris Pine's, um, to not have a Scottish accent, he did very well. Yeah. Like a natural Scottish actor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like he was pulling a Kevin Costner where he was kind of going in and out. In and out. And then they just said, don't do it. Like, he could pull <laughs> it off. Now, maybe an actual Scotsman would say, eh, not quite there, but to to my dumb American ears, it sounded pretty good. Uh, I mean, again, and then the crazy guy, he made me laugh, especially when, he's, when he kept screaming, who's my, you know, what's my name? Um <laughs> I wanted him to say, what's my name, bitch? I did, too, obviously. But, uh, but he didn't. Uh, nevertheless. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, you ready oh. for some Clippy Clips? Anything else we want to talk it. about? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, we, like I said, sometimes Clips can spark some more conversation. Um, there's not a whole lot of, of funny movie in this dialogue. I mean, this is a movie that's fairly humorless. Um, but... You know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, just so most of my clips are not humorous. But anyway, there you go. Uh, I promise. I promise to be faithful and loyal to Edward, King of England. To never again bear arms against him or his heirs, so help me God. And the second time I watched that, I actually caught... So you know when he's, he's doing that prayer? It's the very opening scene, right? He's yep. doing that prayer, and then the king, like shakes his hands. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what was happening. And then he does it again, and then I realized is that, I, I saw it the second time because I was paying attention, Chris Pine is about to leave because that's the end of the speech. And that's why the king jerks him back down and says, hold on, I got more to say. Uh, because cause his fealty meant more than the other lords. Um, I thought that was interesting. But again, I didn't capture. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it for whatever reason. Maybe you guys did. I just didn't. Uh, anyway, and then this little kid decides to get into a sword fight with him, and he said this. How much have you had to drink? Not nearly enough. There you go. Thought that was kind of fun. 
place. And that that whole sword fight scene, by the way, all one shot. Wow. The whole thing was one shot. It was all one steady cam, unbroken shot, and followed him back into the tent. I thought that was huh. cool. I thought that was really cool. Uh, here we go. My father is Richard de Burr, a senior marshal in your army. I presume you have heard of him. I know for a fact he prefers to command men, not children. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah, stepping up. I like Get her. Girl. Yeah. Um, uh, 1300s politics. You will confess, and I will absolve you for the murder of John Comyn. If you vow to support the church, we will support your inauguration as our king. Could you imagine? That's just the way it works. I killed a man. Eh. Well, it, it helps us, so I'm going to... That, that murder doesn't matter. You're good. Yeah, we'll just absolve you of this. Absolve you. Whether or not God does in the, in, when you die is irrelevant. But because I, who wear this cross and have a funny haircut, say... <laughs> just, uh, uh-huh. uh, I like, this is my last clip, but it actually kind of made me laugh when he screamed it, so I captured it. I am so sick of Scotland! <laughs> just made me laugh to hear him scream. Uh, One would think that they would have focused a ton of energy on Scotland, being as it's the same landmass as their home country. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just don't understand England's, not abandonment of Scotland, but just, I don't know. It seems like, I know I would want to get my island under control before going elsewhere. Yeah, again, not knowing enough about... um, British history. British history. I know I, most of it's obviously just from movies and, and some books that I've read, but most of those books are novelizations of time period, like they're just of the time, like Pillars of the Earth and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem strange that that when England was being conquered by the Anglo-Saxons, that that the people up, the further people north were like, hey, we're going to do our own thing. I mean, this, it's literally Game of Thrones, we're the king of the north kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Which I wonder where he might have gotten some inspiration from. Oh, well, we get more of that coming. <laughs> Did you read the trivia, Sam? No, I haven't. Oh, you're going to love this bit of trivia. Are you, are you ready nice. for this? You're going to love this. Yeah, let's do it. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I actually, I actually captured this solely for you, Sam. Okay. Oh, okay. James Douglas became known as the Black for his fierceness. Okay, so that was the dude who kept screaming, I am Douglas, with my name Douglas. The clan of Douglas would get, would gain enormous power. Enormous? Enormous. They spelled enormous wrong on IMDb. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do copy and paste in my, in my computer yeah. saying it's spelled wrong. Enormous. That's why I screwed so up. So enormous? Yeah, okay. en- enormous is what it kind of counted as. Enormous power in Scotland and was seen as a threat to the country's stability in the year after years after James's rule over the clan. In 1440, the clan leadership was invited to a dinner, served a black bull's head, and then summarily murdered. Therefore, oh, nice. it became known as the Black Dinner. The <laughs> events went on to inspire... The Red Wedding. Red Wedding. 
And Very George R.R. Nice. R. Martin's fantasy series, A Song of Ice and Fire. History yeah. repeats itself. I knew you'd like that. It's kind of cool yes. that, that that's kind of based on a real moment in history. Yeah, um, well, a lot of the stuff of Game of Thrones is inspired by the Hundred Years' War. Interesting. Mackenzie, the director... Or, so, sorry, War of the Roses, I think it was. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Mackenzie decided to cut 20 minutes from the film. Among the scenes cut was a battle scene set against the backdrop of a waterfall and an eight-minute chase sequence and an encounter between Robert the Bruce and William Wallace in the woods. Oh. Okay. Wait a second. I thought William Wallace was gutted. Not, not yet. Eventually. Okay. But by the time the movie starts, he's still alive. They talk about that several times. Oh, okay. That's he's, right. He's the last rebel. He, he is drawn and quartered, which is what kicks Robert the Bruce back into the idea that no, we need to. We need our independence because if this is what they're going to do to William Wallace, what would they do to the rest of us eventually? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. Uh, the film sets the the record straight on some facts that have been changed for Braveheart. Uh, I talked about some of this, but this this gets more into the actual uh, history of things. King Edward the first lived on for several years following the death of William Wallace and died during his campaign in Scotland in Braveheart. Both men died at the same time. Neither Robert the Bruce nor his father was implicated in the betrayal of William Wallace in Braveheart. Robert was partially responsible for the lost battle of Falkirk and his father was involved in Wallace's capture. Furthermore, Braveheart implied that following Wallace's death, Robert was a, was merely at, Benenbrook, Benen, Bannockburn to formally surrender to the English and the ensuing battle was a spur of the moment. The film shows that Robert had actually been leading a long campaign that led him to confront the English at ben, Bannockburn, culminating in a decisive victory. So, huh. I apologize again to our, our, uh, our British listeners if I pronounced that wrong. Um... Yeah, there you go. I would actually, I do, I know, because we do have British listeners, uh, you know, uh, or at least we have people that download the podcast. I assume that they listen, but maybe not. But if you do, and um, if you've seen this movie and either like it or hate it for its its historical accuracy, that let 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 us know. I mean, um, when you're as old a country as England, you're going to have a lot of kind of weird stuff and not so happy stuff in your past. America's well, look only, at America for God's we're sake. We're not yet 300 years old and I mean we've yeah. we've had some some stuff. So we've massacred a people, we've enslaved a people. Yeah. We've we've done some pretty horrible stuff. Yeah, we have. Um, we elected Donald Trump president. <laughs> yep. Horrible um, stuff. Yeah. Horrible stuff. And uh <laughs> all of the any downloads we would have gotten from a red state are now gone. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah, it's okay. Um I think we'll we'll survive as a podcast. Uh, That's because we all three of them that listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, honestly, the majority of our our downloads do come from a red state, but the oh. well, North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina, though, a kind of a swing state, typically is red in its voting. Um, though our second largest state's California, which is kind of cool. So California, and, and which is weird, but cool at the same time. How weird is it that Chris Pratt's about to marry Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? 
Is he really? I knew he was. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was. Uh, well, Strange. Good, well, good for him. Yeah. Um, oh, did, did you see the big news in Marvel? That James Gunn's going to come back and direct yes, Guardians 3? Yeah, I was very excited to see that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I come on. It was, those tweets were forever and a day ago. He apologized yeah. publicly for them. He never defended them. Yeah, no, he was like, no. I was trying to do comedy, and and then, and then, and then, and it's like Disney hired him knowing that those existed. It's yeah. just some Twitter people got all up in arms. I'm glad he's back. I really am. Me too. Yeah, I love his too. his vision. Yeah, those like, those movies were so fun. Speaking of so, again, I, I saw Captain Marvel this weekend. Yes. Have you seen it yet, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, Sam, you saw it too. Yeah, I saw it too. Oh, very well done. I snuck away and saw it on Monday. I, uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It, it does the thing though in movies when you can set them just a little bit before all of your <laughs> other movies so that you can be like, oh, that's where they get the name Avenger. Oh, that's where they get the thing. Oh, that's yeah, where, you yeah. know, like. Well, that's where the eye patch comes from. Yeah, and but and and Sarah said, my wife, she she asked me about the eye, and I said, you know what? I, I'm a little confused, but then again, Nick Fury is a spy, so he's he he lies. Um, mm-hmm. But in in Civil War, and not in a Civil War, in a Captain America two, um, someone says, "Do you trust him?" He said, "No, I I trust only one person. The last time I trusted someone, it cost me an eye." Yeah, and so I'm like, Sarah looks at me and goes, "He's talking about the cat." <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Spoiler shit. Sorry. Um, there's no cat, um, and it doesn't. Anyway, damn it. All right, so it didn't matter. My point <laughs> is, is that that uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and anyway, I have some other feelings about the movie that are weird. Anyway, uh, we can talk off air about that. But in the meantime, we're going to do this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going to do top three Scottish actors. People who are actually Scottish, who are actors that we like, and in the movies that we like them in. Uh, you don't have to pick whatever movie you, you want to say, but you can if you want. But if you have a particular role that you like best for that person... And uh, Andrew uh, will lead off as he always does. Andrew. Okay. Well, I just like these guys as actors. Um, Actors. Actors. Uh, First of all, an honorable mention to Miss Karen Gillian. Mm. Oh, she's Scottish? Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of awesome. She's fantastic. She was great in Doctor Who. And as uh, uh, I can't think, she was born in Scotland. Well, in I mean, the uh, she's Marvel obviously in the Marvel scene. Yeah, she's also in Jumanji. I like her in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. And okay, we, so number three, and Robbie we also, Coltrane, and we saw her on uh, that uh, movie, the thing in with the uh, Harry Potter thing. Oh yeah, yeah, Robbie Coltrane, yeah, Hagrid, Hagrid, you're a yes. wizard, Harry. Uh, Ewan McGregor, number two. Mm-hmm. And number one, going back full circle to Harry, I mean, to uh, Doctor Who, David Tennant. 
Nice. So I learned, recently learned something about David Tennant. I, I never watched Doctor Who, just don't care, whatever. But I know David Tennant mostly from Harry Potter. And then Sarah... Wait, wait, wait. What was he in Harry Potter? He was the... Um, in the fourth movie, he was the guy that was pretending to be Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, he was the bad guy in the Jessica Jones first uh, season. Yeah, now that's where I know him from. Kill, Killgrave, which is a cool name. Uh, so my wife and, and, and the kids have been watching the new DuckTales show. Ooh. We recorded the whole thing. All that's been, there's only two seasons have been aired. And we recorded them all, and we just, every night at dinner, we watch an episode. And... After about episode 15, I was like, i, I got to figure out who these voices are. And David Tennant is the voice of Uncle Scrooge. Oh, wow. And it's <laughs> great because it's his, it's his true Scottish accent. It's really mm-hmm. great. Um, and by the way, that cartoon is, is fantastic. It's truly awesome. And it incorporates a lot of the other cartoons of its day. So... Like Launchpad, the guy that crashes into everything, his favorite show that he used that he watches is Darkwing Duck, which oh, was nice. which was part of that kind of universe. And then what was the robot that the, I, I Gizmo that came Duck? With all that. What was it? Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. Yeah. And, and the scientist would say blathering blatherskite, and it would it would form onto him, and he would be Gizmo Duck. Hmm. And then because it's in this show, and then also. Um, they were, um, they had an argument with Uncle Scrooge, and they were going to move out, and they were going to move to. Oh crap! But it was the town. I can't remember the name of the town, but it's the town where the TV show Tailspins was set in. Uh. And uh, and so we're we're kind of getting so Sarah and I are kind of nerding out over the show because they, they keep making these references to the other shows. So anyway, go watch Dark Ducktales or New Ducktales. It's really good. I'm serious. It's got a lot of feels to it. Because um, there's, you understand why the, the the boys stay with Uncle Donald and not their parents. Like you find out why, um, oh. like like and why they're with Uncle Scrooge and like not in their own home. Like there's there's a lot of backstory that makes it really compelling for a cartoon. So anyway, sorry to interject Ooh. all that with David Tennant, but he's my honorable mention for that reason. Sam. All right, um, I've got an honorable mention of Rose Leslie, who is uh, the you, you Know Nothing Jon Snow uh, wildling. Oh, sure. Um, I also had Dave Tennant um, uh, at one spot. My uh, number two spot is um, James McAvoy. Yeah. Whose star is rising. And my number one has to be the original Scottish guy, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> what? Christopher Lambert from... Um, the uh, Highlander? There can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> is he? I don't think he is. Yeah, he's Scottish. No, there's a joke about that, actually. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm waiting. There's a joke about that, because he's not Scottish. And Sean Connery, who is Scottish, is playing a Spaniard. But he's, but it's a Scottish guy. No. Yeah. He's, he's from Scotland. He's from New York, but he was, he was born in New York, but he lived in, um, he lived in Switzerland. That's why he has Ooh, that a weird, Highlander? that's why he has that weird accent. Yeah. 
No, no. The Highlander was a Scottish guy. Yeah, he wore the, kilts. The character, the Highlander, was Scottish. The actor, <laughs> yeah, right? Chris, Christopher Lambert, is not Scottish. So yeah, if you want to say the Highlander, as in the character is Scottish, that's fine. Yeah, and but, Christopher Lambert, is, can, you, can you think of anybody other than Christopher Lambert as the Highlander? Yeah, I can think of a dozen people that are actually Scottish that could be in that role. <laughs> like, I don't know, Sean Connery, the guy that was actually in the movie? Yeah. As a Spaniard, which I know Sandra just mentioned, but yeah. So all I know is watch the movie, and he is he is a true Scottish guy. <laughs> his his accent is a nightmare in that movie. He's not a he's not Scottish. I love you when you do these things, Sam. It's so funny. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course you. I'm don't. watching a clip right now, and he's talking to Sean Connery in the boat. Yeah. And he's got a Scottish accent. He does. And terrible one. Yeah. 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 He's he's pure. Look at that kilt. I mean, he's just... <laughs> Again, that's a costume. Sure. Uh, yeah. Again, that's like <laughs> saying that uh, Kevin Costner is English because he was in Robin Hood. Yeah, but he he didn't have an accent. Exactly. There. Neither does Christopher Lambert. He doesn't he have does. a Scottish very, accent. Very, very Scottish. Anyway. Oh, see, look, he falls out of the boat in a Scottish lake. He is so Scottish. <laughs> You're so stupid, Sam. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say some other dumb thing like like the Velociraptor from Jurassic Park is Scottish because of its accent. There's there's more of a connection there than Christopher Lambert. No. Which is actually is pronounced Lambert, just saying. Because, you know, yeah. he's not Scottish. Oh. Uh, anyway. Uh, I beg to differ. You can beg all you want. You're still wrong. <laughs> Uh, my three were David, uh, 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 Ewan McGregor was my three. David McCallum, who plays Ducky on NCIS. I love Ducky. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my number one was Gerard Butler. Yeah, okay. As a stoic the vast. Stoic. You know, they're, worth... they're doing another um, uh, Olympus Has Fallen movie. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but there's, there's like a third one coming. Great. I'm pretty sure. I'll watch the hell out of it. Oh, yeah, me too. I love those things. Wow, I think it's worth our mentioning to our listeners that we left off Sean Connery on purpose because we knew oh, that yeah. all of us would, would choose him. If he's doing one, Sam, they're not filming it yet. Oh, okay. He hasn't been. Oh, no, here it is. Angel Has Fallen, 2019. Secret Service agent Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Well, we've never seen a movie like that before. Oh, I've never heard well, of that. Isn't that called The Shooter? Yeah, or, <laughs> or every other movie about that. So the president, who is the president? I don't know. Morgan Freeman is in it. Morgan Freeman. Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Nick Nolte. Tim Blake Nelson. Why does that name sound familiar? Oh, that dude. He's your he's your Buster Scruggs. My my big question is how are they going to have a high body count? Right. Yeah, you don't want them killing agents. You have to, yeah. have to beat them up. I guess I don't know. Uh, or whoever the actual person that's doing the the the, the framing. I guess you can. Yeah. He's also doing um, something called Den of Thieves 2, All-Star Weekend, Naya Legend of the Golden Dolphin. Oh, dear. Uh, mm. And he's doing something called Afterburn. Uh, Isn't that what comes out after the baby is born? Oh, jeez. Um, 
he did he did that movie the the Hunter Killer last year. I liked that movie, Hunter Killer. I thought it was fun. Yeah. That a submarine movie. I just like submarine movies though. Um, anyway, cool. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We're gonna do our uh, top ten here in just a second. Once I hit this button. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I said top ten. I meant to say out of ten. I meant to say um, you got a score of out of ten, not, not top ten. Um, God, could you imagine if we had to do top ten every week? We struggle with top three sometimes. Lord. Um. All right, Outlaw King. I guess I should put this in here. Um, Andrew, go ahead. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, good film, but uh, I think it would have been better done as a mini series. Or if I could see that director's cut, I might like it even more. So I'm gonna stick with about a seven point five out of ten. See, this is the problem. This is the only problem I truly see with a directed Netflix movie. There'll never be a director's cut. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wish they would do that. That'd be so cool. Whereas you have the the Netflix quote unquote theatrical version because I think it didn't have a short theater release. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But yeah, then, but then have a long director's cut. I think that would be super cool. Uh, Sam. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a five point one. All right. Five point one, just right there, kind of right in the middle. Um. But I, I would watch the director's cut. I really would. Just barely above average. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I liked it better than I think both of you. Honestly, I really enjoyed this movie. I when I, um, I actually would watch it again fairly fairly soon. Um, also, uh, so I'm gonna give it a seven point eight nine. Yeah, because I'm looking at some of the other movies that I've put in that range. Mm, yeah, no, I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, cool. So next week, we are breaking, finally, our, our three-week run of Netflix movies has been broken solely because a listener suggested that we do this movie. So we're mm-hmm. going to 1984's Terminator, the original, yeah. the, the original Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, which is on it's on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. So that's next week. And yeah, we're going to do a little bit of that. And then maybe, uh, and I, I haven't really asked your opinion yet, um, if we wanted to do, um, because Terminator Salvation, I can't pronounce Terminator. Isn't Aren't all the Harry Potter movies somewhere too? We should do a Harry Potter movie a month. Ooh, that's an interesting huh. idea. They're uh, actually, uh, speaking of Terminator, doing another one. Saw that too. No, oh, I didn't know that. That's weird. Yeah, Terminator Salvation is on Dark Netflix. Um, anyway, so yeah, the Terminator is on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So we will watch that next week, and then we'll... Um, what did you call it? Terminator what? Terminator Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. Linda Ooh. Hamilton. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at that. I just typed I typed in T-E-R, and that's the first thing that came up. Uh, oh, look at this poster. Ooh. Linda Hamilton, you have... I would actually say you've aged pretty well. 
Good, good, really for you. good for you. Check it out. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Some some badass women happened in there. Um. There's a T eight hundred. Neat. You guys can look it up on your own, as I nice. will do it more on my. By own. the way, um, I have really started enjoying a couple of new shows. Okay. Um. My wife and I really enjoyed uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Sure. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. And that's uh, quite funny. My goodness. Um, same lady who produced and wrote for uh, Gilmore Girls. So oh. it's got really crazy, fast clip talking, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like that. And then I just started last night the Love, uh, what is it? Love, Death, and Robots or mm-hmm. on Netflix. And... Uh, the first one just kind of blew me away. It's um, it's very pretty and very gritty. It reminds me a lot of the Matrix um, animations. Mm-hmm. The animations, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, anime. And um, I, I actually kind of recommend it. Okay. Neat. So. Perfect. Yep. All right. Um, cool. Uh... Right on. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add before we go? No. no. All right. Cool. Support well. uh, Scotland. Support uh, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. Yep. Uh, free to do. Free to do both those things um, that have nothing to do with each other, at all. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Go leave us a review, iTunes or Google Play. It helps yep. other people find us. The more reviews we get, the better. Uh, it's not just for our for our own egos, but it just helps other people find the show. And we want more people to listen to us because, well, gosh darn it, we just want people to listen to us. Maybe because it is egos. I don't know. Um, check out our website, CheapSureviews.com. Sam has actually unbroken it. It's unbroken. Uh, and uh, slowly. But not updated. Slowly <laughs> updating it. Uh, it's going to take a while because he's about 80 episodes behind. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to take a bit. Uh, but we'll get there. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Uh, at some point, I need to post like a master, like the, like the ultra feed. Because right now, if you want to go back and listen to old episodes, um, iTunes only holds like the last 100, like the last mm-hmm. 99 our website's got older than that, but maybe there's another way we can we can get people to some of our older episodes that they want to go back and start from episode one for whatever reason. Um, find out who this Chad person is. We, we make random references. Torture, to you know. Oh, Chad. Oh, Chad. Rest in peace. So anyway, um, at, at Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter account. And um, yeah, so on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Can I hear bastards? <laughs>